Light beer, dark money. Agree on something. Politics, culture, and the intersection of faith, freedom, and free enterprise. And now, live from the Star Worldwide Network Studios, here are your hosts, Light Beer, Chris Clements, and Dark Money, Sean Noble. Welcome back to another episode of Light Beer, Dark Money. I'm Sean Noble. And I am Chris Clements. And we are... How are you feeling, Sean? I'm feeling good. Good. How are you feeling? I'm feeling a little tired today. A little, a little worn out. I don't know what's going on. So we're both feeling our age a little bit? Yes. I am yeah. definitely feeling all of 53 yeah. today. Well, at least, at least we're not in the hospital having fallen, as Mitch McConnell did yesterday. You know, I think all the, the Tucker Carlson revelations were just way too much for him. <laughs> he just he just had to put, he just, just fell, fell out. Just can't just take the stress. Over. Yep. Um, but we're not going to talk about that yet. Yeah, we'll we'll get there. Um, so the the thing that has been interesting this is uh, uh, this week has been. Uh, Jim Jordan had a hearing. It's been a whirlwind on on the Hill yeah. in terms of Jim Jordan hearings. Uh, this, this particular hearing had to do with the Wuhan lab. And I've heard this of the Wuhan a, lab. Yeah, it's a, I've heard it's of it. A, it's uh, in China. China. It's yeah. right next to a, it's a ne- wet market. It's next to a wet market where a <laughs> bat flew into a stew and infected the world. Yes. Or maybe it was, maybe as John, it wasn't. John Stewart said, maybe it was the Wuhan viral, you know, whatever. That, that was yeah, a great well, little bit. When we we'll sit back and we agree with John Stewart on, yeah. on something as, as simple as logic. Yes. <laughs> Which is. Well, and if you, if you recall when John Stewart went on Colbert and went on this rant about it, well, why don't we check to see if it was. Colbert was literally. Scared shitless. Well, he couldn't believe he was, he was trying, saying it. He was trying to stop John Stewart yeah, from be, because from doing be, this. because you at that time, if you said something as outlandish as COVID must have originated in a class four bioweapons lab, which seemingly also we're finding out this week through Mr. Jordan, you know, was funded by American taxpayers. Yeah, through well, I mean, through a third through, party, NIH well, through Echo Alliance, and Redfield even said one even further. He said there was probably State Department funding, DOD funding. Uh, so yeah, and the person that you're talking about is former CDC Director Robert Redfield, who said on Wednesday that Dr. Anthony Fauci actively sought to exclude or silence anyone who failed to embrace his chosen narrative on the pandemic virus. Yeah. Well, so if you don't agree with me, I'm going to silence you. I'm going to put you in your place. He wanted to. What's outrageous about it is that (laughs) it's unbelievable. I mean, it is pretty, pretty freaking crazy when you think about it, because here's the guy who was in charge of dealing with this, and he's the one who caused it. Oh, it's unbelievable. Well, uh, he literally caused a worldwide pandemic he was funding it yeah and he tried to and he tried to cover and then it up. tried to cover it up 
I mean, I mean to, to the point where you had scientists as early as, as, you know, late January reaching out to Dr. Fauci and saying, hey, this looks engineered. There's no way this occurs in, in, in a natural environment. Right. Hold on. Let's get on the phone. Let's talk about it because his $9 million that you might need. Yeah. <laughs> then three days later, three or four days later, and Jim Jordan, I would, I would suggest anybody who's interested, go and, and watch the tape. He walks everybody through it in that hearing. Um, I listened to it this morning. I mean, three days later, the whole story changes. Yeah. They have a conference call. The whole story changes. These two other conference call that Redfield was excluded from. That Redfield was, a, was excluded from. The, Fauci's in fact, he says he says in the hearing that there was one point of view that we're going to put out there and anyone who doesn't agree with it is going to be sidelined. And as I say, I was the only CDC director and I was sidelined. That's that's an unbelievable, that's unbelievable. claim. Yeah, that's, that's an unbelievable claim. And, and the former CDC director, is, is, he's a virologist himself and he was vocal up until that that time. You know, and he's, he believed, he testified yesterday in the hearing that he believes that the, the coronavirus most definitely, likely, absolutely, I don't know how you want to condition it at there this point. There is no condition. It came happened. from, it the, came lab. from the lab. It was a, it was a lab. Now, now, whether that virus was being weaponized for germ warfare, that's, I think, the other question that nobody wants to even go go there. But obviously, we were if, through gain of function is basically weaponizing something yeah. of that nature. Yeah, you're you're making something much more lethal, lethal than it, it would normally occur in nature. Right. Is that correct? That's correct. Yeah. So, so you can make <sighs> that jump. You can make that jump of logic that this was this was you know a weaponized virus that somehow got leaked. And as early as November of 2019, you had scientists in uh, in the hospital, recorded. Right. So this this thing was probably out, wandering the streets of Wuhan in many ways in October. Could have been, or if, at least November. Yeah. When when these because you know, there were four of them, people were hospitalized. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. And well, how this many is, seven million people are dead? Yeah, and this is why. Uh, why it's important to have oversight by Congress over the administration, regardless of who the administration, because keep in mind that this was during Trump's administration. This isn't, I'm not blaming Trump. I'm just saying that, that it doesn't matter who the administration is. Congress has a role, which the Democrat Congress did not fulfill in saying, let's get to the bottom of this stuff. I mean, this is a major issue. This, this was a, it caused a massive loss of life, a, you know, dire effects to the economy. Uh, who knows what kind of effects it's going to have in the long term. And well, we, we were willing to, to ask the question, how did this happen? How do we prevent it from happening again? Well, so, I mean, you, <laughs> so kudos to Jim Jordan for at least getting some of the truth out there. Well, and, and the sad thing questions. about it in the hearing yesterday, you have certain people on the other side that I'll say, what, what does it matter? What difference does it make where it came from? Familiar? Yeah. What difference does it make where it came from now that it's, we, we have to make sure it never happens again. No, it does make a difference where it came from. Yeah. It makes a difference if our government was funding it. It makes a difference if there's coordination between 
Dr. Fauci and the Chinese, and it makes a difference that he tried to change the narrative. Right. In fact, Redfield, in, in his testimony yesterday, went, and I'm reading from an article from the Daily Wire, uh, went on to detail the conference call that took place on February 2nd, 2020, one that included Dr. Fauci and Dr. Francis Collins, then head of the National Institutes of Health, and that he was not invited to join and did not learn about until a Freedom of Information Act request resulted in the publication of emails pertaining to the call. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Fauci's boss. Dr. Left out Faustus. of the That's crazy. Um, well, like I said, good that we're finding some stuff out so we can be prepared to prevent something from this happening in the future. But to your point, I think it's a great one. I mean, this is why oversight is so important, and it's important to be bold and forthright when things like this happen. And this is why divided government is good. Divided government is good because it's the push-pull where you can somehow get to the truth on things like this. Yeah, the, but what's crazy is that— And even you Democrats would, you are would like, think yeah, that this the, is when, a good thing. When it was the Trump administration, the Democrats controlled, controlled Congress, that they would have had an interest in trying to find out what happened. But they were so snowed by the story that this was not a lab leak, that to even discuss anything— like that was completely an anthema. Well, and and even um, even this idea that you can only have one reasoning in terms of science. This this is the one story, and this is the story that we're sticking with. That some bat flew into a stew and it infected the entire yeah. entire world. But remember, Doctor Fauci and, is science. I am the science. This is Dr. Fauci. I'm the science. And uh, and when does Dr. Fauci get to testify? Oh, I'm, Have they subpoenaed him yet? Yeah, well, I'm sure they've asked him to come. I, I don't know when that will be, but uh, it will be interesting. Uh, thank goodness he's not in there anymore because we need to get... Dr. Dr. Redmond said this. He said... Uh, uh, James Comer asked him, why would they do this? This makes absolutely no sense. And he says, Dr. Emmons says, because I had a different point of view and I was told that they had made a decision that they would keep this confidential until they came up with a single narrative, which I will argue is antithetical to science. He says, science never selects a single narrative. We foster, as my colleagues just said, we foster debate. And we're confident that with debate, science will eventually get to the truth. And we're finally getting to the truth, which was completely obvious for the last three years. Yeah. Seemingly obvious. And, and yet, I mean, we, and we touched on the show last week, these four narratives that if you deviated at all, it got you canceled. It got you fired from your job. If you didn't, if you didn't get the vaccine, you know, inject yourself with an experimental vaccine, even though you'd already had COVID, you could get fired. Um, if you didn't want to get your kids vaccine in many circumstances, you could, you were ostracized from society. People were thrown off Twitter for saying that the virus originated from a Wuhan lab. There's all these things that have happened to so many good people. And this is, and now we're starting to get to the truth. Right. Finally, Um, you know, natural immunity. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? Natural immunity would be such a big deal. Now people are crowing about it at the top of their lungs. Yeah. And we're finding, I mean, we're finding that multiple, multiple injections of the of an mRNA vaccine actually makes you l- more susceptible to the right. virus. Right. 
Right. And we have young young men all over this country who are falling, uh, falling with uh, myocarditis. Yeah, myocarditis because of the vaccines. Myocarditis. Myocarditis. So, but uh, it's at the same time, it's all good. <laughs> it's all bad, but it's all good. Well, I mean, we're, we're, this is, we're, we're, we're getting to, to some truth, and that's that's important, and that'll be good for us in the long term. Now, speaking of some getting to some truth, the president has released his budget for 2024. <laughs> it's just like every shift. presidential budget. Yeah, every, every president. It, you know, this is, yeah, it's going to go nowhere. But, I mean, kudos to President Biden. He has a plan that reduces our debt by $3 trillion over 10 years. After he increased it by $20 trillion? Well, you know, almost. But... And who's counting? The problem is that it's all through tax increases. Uh, people who make 400000 a year well, or, or businesses. No, it's, it's more than that. Of so I'll, I'll just walk through some of the problems with this budget as far as the tax increases. Highest personal income tax rate since 1986. Uh, he, he calls for a combined federal tax rate of 45% wow. on the top earners. Um, highest capital gains tax since 1978. So he wants a rate twice as high as what China has. <laughs> he, he wants he wants our he wants our tap, capital gains tax rate to be thirty nine point six percent. Yeah. Um. The which corporate which I tax believe rate should be zero. Just you know, for the record. Yeah. I don't think there should be any tax on capital. No, there shouldn't be a tax on capital gains. I mean, that's that's you know that's how you most get European investment. companies their capital gains tax is like five percent or eight percent, yeah. barely almost zero. Corporate We're only tax one that has it like twenty three percent. He wants to make the Fed the current so the current federal tax is twenty one percent. He wants to make it twenty eight percent. Um, and then this one is the the thing that blows my mind more than anything is that he wants to tax. He wants to put a 20% minimum tax on unrealized gains. Well, that's the wealth tax that he and Elizabeth Warren and the rest of the socialists have been wanting to entertain for a while. Not only is it unconstitutional, but it'd be, it, it, it's almost impossible to implement. Well, I, I don't know how you possibly could implement. I mean, you yeah. just, I mean, how do you measure something like that? <sighs> he wants to quadruple the tax on stock buybacks. Yeah. Um, which hits every American that has a 401k or an IRA. Absolutely. Uh, $31 billion in taxes on American energy, a 32% increase to Medicare taxes. So that means that, you know, if, if you're making, he wants to make the rate go from 3.8% to 5%, but only if you're making more than 400000 a year. Oh, my goodness. Uh, carried interest tax on capital gains, or twenty-three billion on retirement tax. So they wants the tax. What's the tax? Your four hundred one k. Yeah, your your four hundred one k. Yeah. Well, um, we always knew they were going to come for that. Yeah, because that's that's where the real money is. So he always, you know, he's always talking about how he's going to reduce the deficit, but you know, he's been he's been touting that, but of course. That is because he's wanting to just tax us into oblivion. Yeah, and make us less competitive on the world stage. Right, and 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 
and not recognize also that that the deficit is a spending issue. It is not a revenue issue. It never has been. Yeah. The the federal government, even with the the, the taxes that are in place right now, is flush with cash. It continues to have cash increases over the last several years you know formally I mean, give the man credit and and the republicans in congress the the, the uh, trump tax cuts were, were phenomenal in both bringing home capital and 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 lessening the tax on on capital and that's that's created tremendous investment in the the economy yeah and uh like i said before i'm i'm a very libertarian when it comes to tax policy I'm I'm for a flat tax and I'm for zero taxes on capital. Yeah. Yeah. And zero taxes on wealth. So you're a flat tax guy, not a uh, consumption consumer tax. T- consumption tax. Yeah, I'm a flat tax guy. Well, it should be the, what's, what's the rate? 20, 25, 15. 21, 15, 15, can it be 15? Yeah. yeah. Back, back, back in the day when Steve Forbes really embraced it. It was 15. Was it 15? Actually, they, they, they proposed a two-tier, like a like a 15% tax and like a 25% flat tax at, at some point on the federal level, but with no uh, interest deduction on, on real estate and, and no capital yeah. gains. And and so that that would have to happen. I'm also a big believer that you don't shouldn't be taxing people at death. Right. Uh, you've paid enough taxes. Yeah, the you've death built, tax I've never I've you've, never you've built you've built your 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 wealth or you've built your nest egg and you should be able to pass that on to your to your offspring or whomever you want to. That's right. entirely up to you. You can give it to your kids, or you can give it to the government, or you can give it to charity, charity or whatever, whatever else. But there should be no tax at death. I'm absolutely for the elimination of the death tax. Agreed. And I've testified in, in Congress for that very thing. Well, on behalf of the National Beer Wholesale. Yeah, so because you've got a lot of family businesses that have Well, yeah, and and when you talk about, you know, the farm bill is up this year. You know how to best affect family farms? Kill the death tax. Yeah. The death tax kills family farms more Absolutely. than any other thing out there. Cuz so you want to sell out to Monsanto in order they to have the to tax sell bill. out to Monsanto. Exactly. That's a great point to these mega mega ag companies that want their 30 acres or 50 acres or 100 acres or 1,000 acres, whatever it might be, and uh, in order to pay the tax. Yeah. Because wealth taxes and, and death taxes are both punitive, completely. You want to talk about fairness in the tax code? Don't get me started. Yeah. Get rid of the death tax. Agreed. Kill the death tax Kill is the what death we used tax. to have. We used to have, like, stickers and everything. Yeah. It was awesome. J.D. Yeah. and John Dester and I worked on that yeah. for a long time. 96, that was a big year for kill the death tax. Kill the Dex tax was in 96 and then, uh, and also in 2001, 2003. You know who Both came up with the term bills. death tax? Frank Luntz. Well, yeah. Frank's, it, Frank's you know, a brilliant rather guy than, in terms rather of terms. Than inheritance tax. It was yeah. It's, it's the death, death tax. tax. And, and when you put it in that framework, we don't talk about inheritance taxes or anything. We put it at, do you believe that there should be no tax at death? The, the polling is unbelievable. And that's why Frank as an expert pollster came up with that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's been completely effective. So as, as you see all these different points being debated in terms of the budget and everything else over the next, you know, several months, you're also going to be seeing, you know, the, the, the farm bill come up and the best thing that we can do for farmers across this great country is kill the death tax. That's right. And for every small business in America. Exactly. All right. Well, that's all the time we have today. And we'll be back with you again for 
more. Have a great one, folks. God bless. Thank you.